This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. If you'd like to send us an email, studio at exxonradiotv.com and our radio website, exxonradio.com. My guest this hour is going to be talking about UFOs. You know those strange things that people see in the night skies? Dan Hogan is my guest. And we're going to be talking to Dan about his new book entitled UFO FAQ. Since the famed Kenneth Arnold flying saucer sighting in 1947, the world has been fascinated by and unnerved by these mysterious objects in the sky. Millennia of recorded human history report UFOs, and everything from the extinction of the dinosaurs to the origins of humankind have been attributed to them. But what exactly are UFOs? Joining me now is David Hogan, and uh, David, welcome to the X-Zone. It's a pleasure to be here, Rob. Thank you very much for the invite. Yeah, great having you with us, David. Uh, where did your interest in UFOs come from? Oh, as a young kid, I think I lived for science fiction movies, and I grew up reading Famous Monsters of Filmland and Spaceman magazine, mm-hmm. and I read Heinlein and Bradbury, and Adamski, and uh, uh, it's just something that's always percolated in my mind. Uh, I am not a, a, uh, a uh, uh, ufologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am an interested outsider. So you're not a ufologist, you're an interested insider or outsider? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't quite hear that. Oh, outsider, yeah. I, I uh, uh, It's from my professional background. Uh, I spent nearly 30 years uh, in Chicago book publishing, mm-hmm. and, and 
uh, I sold my own first book in 1980, and I'm just a professional writer, and uh, I am curious about UFOs, and and and, and I just wanted uh, uh, to have a useful single source um, handbook or guide, and so I wrote it. Okay, so what makes your book, UFO FAQ, different from the tons of other books that are out there on UFOs? Off the top, I ought to say it is not in the FAQ format. Uh, uh, The FAQ portion of the title is a publisher's trademark or identifier, uh, Haunted America. FAQ is also out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a straight narrative history, <clears throat> and it does encompass the entire UFO story. Uh, uh, and it looks at, at, at these odd objects in the Bible, mm-hmm. um, and it talks about uh, the science of interstellar travel, hoaxes, eyewitness accounts, abductions, uh, uh, oh, gee, conspiracy theory. Um, it is quite wide-ranging, and it also includes a uh, an interesting running timeline of... Uh, of of unusual UFO uh, oh, incidents and eyewitness accounts. And it also talks about UFOs uh, I mean, popular culture and then the big topics um, such as Kenneth Arnold and the crash at, uh, uh, the crash at Roswell and Project Blue Book. We're going to be be taking a break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Exxon Nation, David Hogan is our guest. Uh, The website is onstageandbackstage.wordpress.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st century will be available in just a few weeks. 
For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers its certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th, Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back, everyone. David Hogan is our guest, Exonation. He is the author of UFO FAQ. His website is on stage and backstage.wordpress.com. David, let me ask you, um, the investigations or the stories that you wrote about, did you investigate them personally or were these based on other people's accounts? Um, it's mostly other people's accounts. A, uh, an, an old publishing colleague is a director of communications at MUFON, mm -hmm. at the Mutual UFO Network. And I did speak with him um, uh, oh, on several occasions, and I kind of picked his brain about specific accounts mm -hmm. and about the nature of those accounts. And in that he's an insider, I think I got an interesting point of view. Uh, I am a professional writer and not an investigator. All right, but let me ask you the question again that seems to be very pivotal at this point since you're not a UFO investigator, you're a UFO outsider, and yet you've written a book about UFOs. What makes your book so different than the others then? If this is all well, second... Well, it's a single-volume guide, if, and if you're interested 
in any aspect mm. of the UFO phenomena, it is in this book. Uh, it talks about fine art. It talks about science. It talks about the military. It talks about big government. It talks about friendly aliens. It talks about mean-spirited aliens. Um, if you're interested in the story of UFOs and the Second World War, it's in here. Um, if you're curious about the great airship panic of 1897, mm -hmm. it's in the book. All right, but I'm, and I'm, if let you're me, curious let me just... about the leaders of the UFO community yeah. and about the leading organizations, they are all explicated in the book. Okay, but why would anybody buy this book in if, if it's not based on your research, but everybody else's, why not just go on the Internet and Google? Because the Internet is a wreck. That's why. <laughs> well, so are a lot of the and, books out there. And, and if you're interested in facts <clears throat> and in the musings of professionals, uh, avoid the Internet. Um, it's... Uh, it's a forum, and I get its value as a forum and as a community voice. And uh, I also appreciate the value of it not being, oh, gee, policed or, uh, or authorized. It's all about free reign, and that's really good. On the other hand, it's also all about the Wild West. All right, so and listen, there are no okay. rules, and oh. there are a lot of amateurs out there. Yeah, and there a are there are two in the publishing industry. Now, hold on here. You're, you know, you're giving. Yes. You know, they're, they're, what you've just described is also today's publishing industry because it doesn't take a, anybody with a publishing brain to go and publish their own book. So I think the publishing industry is in the exact same <clears throat> spot where the internet is. And there are many credible authors out there who have the information on the internet. So I, once again, if oh no, I agree. Okay, so how big is your book? How many pages is it? It's a little over four hundred pages. Um, and, and if I could just make a quick point here, mm. uh, there are two publishing industries, and the one that I come out of is the professional publishing industry, mm -hmm. and that means that authors are paid. By publishers and the authors are professional writers and and they make their living that way the other publishing industry is is all about self-publishing mm -hmm. that is the realm of the amateur enthusiast now there is a lot of excellent work out there but it's still amateur but it's important to note that all right, I, I understand it's still amateur, but I think that what has happened recently is that the big publishing houses do not have the ability to pull the strings of authors anymore, that authors don't need publishing houses, that they can sell very, very, very well on the Internet. Well, it's the difference between sales figures and content, though, Rob. Uh, if... If an amateur author is a shrewd and aggressive self-promoter, that person can sell books. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that the book is any damn good. Well, it doesn't uh, mean the book is any damn good, to quote you. 
if it comes from a publishing house either. Not necessarily. So, and, you know, I, and, I think what the Internet has done, it's, it's, you know, it's opened up the ability for authors who, who have the ability to write, who write great pieces of work, to get it out into the hands of the public without having to, to go through the hoops that publishing houses put authors through. I think that this is, is the case yeah. in many instances, mm-hmm. but a lot of these people are not writers, and they are not good thinkers. But, uh, but you yourself, sir, wrote a book about UFOs, and you're a UFO outsider. You wrote a book based on yes. other people's investigations and experiences. So what's the difference between you doing that and somebody else doing that? Because I have a professional pedigree. That makes no difference. And, and if I could just quickly mention, of all of my books, I am most proud of a seven-pound book called The Holocaust Chronicle. Mm-hmm. And I was the editor-in-chief of that book. Mm-hmm. It's a multi-author book, including myself. It sold over 300,000 copies. Mm-hmm. It's been translated into four languages. Mm-hmm. It's a standard book at universities and schools around the world. Okay. I have <laughs> very high and professional standards. But, sir, I'm, we're uh, not talking about your Holocaust book. We're talking about your UFO FAQ book. Oh, you know, I get that. Yeah. So, so I'd like and, to keep, I'd like to and, keep it within this realm, sir. I don't want to get into into the other books that you've written because the interview is about the UFO FAQ, and I find it very strange that. Let me ask you this: Have you ever had a UFO experience? No, I have not. I I uh, uh, I thought I did once, mm-hmm. and I stopped the car. And I got out of the car, and it and it scared the heck out of my wife, and she begged me to come back into the car, uh, 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 on a country road at night, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was not a UFO, uh, and uh, uh, but I was so ready, and so eager, <laughs> and 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 I would love to see one. Sure. How long did it take you to write your book, sir? The UFO FAQ? About 18 months, and uh, um, except, except in the Holocaust book, which was a four-year project, mm-hmm. uh, I've done most of my books in about, oh, gee, nine or ten months. <clears throat> and, and I was getting into the UFO. Mm-hmm. Um, it dawned on me that this really might be a fool's errand. It is a huge and 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 also complex subject, and and I spent a full year mm-hmm. until I wrote a single word. Um, I educated myself, um, and uh, uh, it's probably the most difficult book I've done, and that I was really. Uh, challenged by it and challenged by the need to absorb and then somehow uh, uh, codify and present all of this information. Um, Let me ask you about one of the cases in your book, the Roswell, New Mexico case of 1947. Tell me about it. 
it's a crash of an airborne object. Uh, I'm in Roswell, New Mexico, mm-hmm. outside I'm an American Air Force base. And uh, it's probably the seminal case um, in UFO history. Uh, it is very fascinating, and it has uh, it certainly provoked a lot of opinions um, and theories. Um, the skeptics say that it was a weather balloon mm-hmm. um, and nothing more. Um, my own feeling is that that the Air Force felt compelled to cover it up and 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 to obfuscate it, and so maybe it was a weather balloon, but maybe it was something else, and then now was that something else you know a secret American aircraft? Was it a captured Soviet aircraft? Was it something extra, uh, extraterrestrial? Um, I don't know. And, uh, and I do present it in other cases in the book that way. I try to be objective mm-hmm. and, and to suggest all of the points of view and, and the great range of opinions about these things and um, uh, you know after after almost 70 years I think Roswell is still a bit of a mystery my own feeling is that it's probably explainable in terrestrial terms but I don't know what those terms might be and and that's largely because the Air Force stonewalled. You know, um, when it comes to the UFO field, your name is not very well known, if at all. And when you look at books concerning UFOs, uh, one of the major authors out there is Kevin Randall. You know, he's done. He's a he's a lieutenant colonel. He's done. Oh, I admire his work. You know, and, and you know, yeah. Kevin's got what twenty eight books, twenty nine books. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm trying to understand why somebody would buy your book that is based on other people's opinions and other people's work compared to a book written by Kevin Randall, who actually does the investigation and the writing. It's not based on other people's opinions. It's based on the experiences of other people. Well, isn't that their and, is it, wouldn't that classify that as an opinion? No, experience isn't necessarily opinion. And as I said, I think that this book is objective. And uh, uh, it's an advantage, I think, uh, if an author is an mm-hmm. outsider. I don't have an agenda. Okay. I don't have a bee in my bonnet. Right. I'm not full of certitude. Okay. And stand by. Stand by is, because I've got to take a commercial break. Stand by here. Stand by here. Whoa, quality. whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't know what to talk to me on my own show, mister. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com.
David Hogan is our guest, ExoNation. He's the author of UFO FAQ. And um, David, before we went to the break, you were you were trying to explain to me how your book is different. And during the break, I said I'm having a hard time trying to trying to get a hold on on why your book is different because you know you're an outsider. You haven't had these experiences yourself. You haven't you haven't uh, done any investigation. Your book is based on the experiences of others and the fact that you are a professional writer, a published author through a publisher publishing uh, house. I can understand that and I appreciate that. But the times are changing. And when we look at some of the great books that are being put out like Kevin Randall, uh, like uh, Kevin Randall and um, Stanton Friedman and, and others who have been in the UFO field for years and years, Their entire, for example, um, let me see, Kevin Randall's book, uh, The Government UFO Files, The Conspiracy of Cover-Ups, is one book dedicated to that. Mm -hmm. So how how can a book that is 400 and some odd pages compare with a book that goes in detail of a specific topic? Well, I think that that is the crux of all of this. And 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 of your key question, mm-hmm. as I was getting into the topic, I saw that most interesting UFO books uh, uh, were extremely focused, and they talked about abductions or about a particular abduction, mm-hmm. or about Roswell, mm-hmm. or about uh, Hollow Earth or about conspiracy theory. And there are books, and some good ones, that um, encompass the entire phenomenon, but they are encyclopedias. And so it's bits of information. And I wanted to write um, an encompassing narrative history. And so you have... OFAQ is 170,000 words of narrative history. And it's not necessarily for the UFO expert, although I think that those people are apt to to get a lot of fresh insight out of it. Uh, It will especially tickle the curious and the open-minded who want a single-volume narrative history of the UFO phenomenon, and that is what UFO FAQ is. But there are other books out there like that already. Not that I encountered, not that are in print. As I said, there are others Mm -hmm. that encompass the entire phenomenon, but they're alphabetical encyclopedias. And so there is not a sustained line of thought throughout all of those pages. Uh, this is a book book. <laughs> Let's talk about another case inside of your book. Um, let me see here. Uh, the Betty and Barney Hill case. Yes. Now, um, it's the first notable abduction case, of course. Um, uh 1961, mm-hmm. I'm in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and 
it's such a watershed, isn't it? Um, it was a pair of credible witnesses, upstanding and and and, and unassuming citizens. Uh, and and in retrospect, the interesting thing about the Hill case is that it introduced into UFO study uh, that unwholesome sexuality that upsets and 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 and, and intrigues a lot of people. How? Uh, How so? Where does the wholesome sexuality come in? The Hills said that they were physically probed and examined. And uh, uh, and that's another word for violated. Uh, uh, I mean, against their will. And that aspect of unwholesome sexuality, it's become a subset of a lot of UFO study, and uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. It simply is, mm-hmm. and 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 it's certainly interesting. What about the uh, Travis Walton case? The Travis Walton case? Yeah. I'm not familiar with that case. Wait a sec. You wrote a book on UFOs, alien abductions, and you didn't write about the Travis Walton case? In the book's introduction... I say that that I was constrained by space. I had 400 pages. And uh, if I were to do this subject justice, mm-hmm. I would have to write, Rob, a 20-volume encyclopedia. But there is more evidence to the Travis Walton case than any other alien abduction case that has ever been written about. And yet you wrote about the Betty and Barney Hill case, which has been debunked by a number of UFO investigators, and left out one where there is law enforcement, polygraph testing, physical evidence. I don't understand it. Many, many UFO cases are supported or are roundly debunked. Uh, It's... uh, it isn't uncommon for a particular case to have its supporters and its deniers. Uh, I selected instances that suggested the breadth of the UFO phenomenon, and uh, I simply could not speak about Every single case. Again, at the 20-volume encyclopedia, uh, if you're going to get into that. Actually, actually, actually no. Uh, Jerome Clark did it in two volumes. It's called the UFO Encyclopedia, and it's two, call, uh, it's two volumes. One is A to K, and the other is L to Z. But that's already been if done. If you're going to talk about everything, it's at least 20 volumes. But and here, I think here that you, you know that, Rob. But, but here you, it's, but it's, here you wrote an you, enormous subject. It is here, huge. Here you, huge. Then how can you, how can you not include one of the most talked about alien abduction cases in UFO history, and not include it in your book where you include Betty and Barney Hill? See, this is this probably is, because 
in my chapter on abductions, mm -hmm. I was satisfied that I had covered the the psychology of such cases, the physical aspects of such cases, the emotional aspects of such cases. I simply can't talk about every single one. No, and but I, no, I would have to make decisions. But I would imagine and I being had an author. hundred pages, not four thousand pages. But I would imagine being an author who wants to put the best foot forward to prove that he, you know, this book is worth buying. That you would include the top cases of the day. That's all I'm getting at. I just don't understand why Betty and Barney Hill's case would be in there from the 1960s, where there were no witnesses, compared to the witnesses that were that were at the that the place with Travis Walton. That's I'm just trying to find balance and understanding. I focused on the Hill case because it's a touchstone. Uh, it has um, enormous social importance um, and possibly huge um, scientific importance as well. And 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 if I omitted it, mm -hmm. I would be remiss. I I don't I don't think well you know like like I said I find, and others in the UFO community who have been doing this for a number of years would agree with me that the Travis Walton case would be the one that should be looked at as. Because of, of the entirety of it, the entirety of the polygraph examinations, the, psycho, the psychoanalyst that was done, the, the hypnotic regression that was done, the trace evidence, the FBI's input, the radar trackings. You know, to me, this would have been a more pivotal case, but I'm not the author in this case, and, and I'm sure that you did due diligence and research, and you decided not to include it. Okay, so let's go to another case here, um, Project Blue Book. Yes. It's a USAF um, I'm investigatory body. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I mean, it's interesting, a lot of Project Blue Book memos uh, ended up being released uh, um, in recent years. And it's an interesting portrait of, of a plodding bureaucracy. And I think that that the project at the outset had uh, had a pretty serious interest in the UFO or, or flying saucer phenomenon mm -hmm. of the day. Uh, the real question is, what was the motive of Washington um, in approving Blue Book, I mean, funding it and in perpetuating it for... Oh, uh, over 20 years. Um, are they hiding things? Uh, did they simply wish to divert public attention from uncomfortable questions? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, Blue Book is important culturally in that it gave the imprimatur of science and military and government to UFO study. And um, in that regard, 
uh, it's extremely valuable um, as to its ultimate conclusions mm -hmm. uh, that it itself found and, and, and that we might draw. I don't know if it is as valuable, but in that cultural sense, it's, um, it's awfully important. You and I have to take our final break. Please stand by. Dave, Exonation. Dave Hogan's our guest, and his website is www.onstageandbackstage.wordpress.com. The name of his book, UFO FAQ. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're here Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And Exonation, don't forget, you can listen to Kevin Randall, A Different Perspective, Right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, all you have to do is go to our website, xzbn.net, look at Kevin's um, spot on the, on the schedule. It's a different perspective. Tune in. He's got some great guests. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Monday through Friday, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. 
Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genex provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life is no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold.
David Hogan is our guest. He's the author of UFO FAQ. And David, where are some of the UFO hotspots that you write about in your book? Um, I think an interesting one is is the beautiful Pacific Coast Highway, and um, that is, uh, I think it's uh, Route One, isn't it? Yeah, California State Route One. And um, it it's in the proximity of Air Force bases, and it has uh, inspired a lot of sightings, uh, notably on a spot called Sycamore Knoll, which is a contoured underwater shelf about 2,000 feet under the ocean surface northwest of Malibu. Mm-hmm. And and there are interesting photographs of this of this shelf, and in the minds of some people, it is uh, m- m- almost like a hangar or a uh, you know it's a redoubt of some sort. It it it, it it's a holding place for UFOs, uh, and and then other people feel that it's simply a natural formation uh, and not a hangar at all. Uh, there is Null Arbor Plain in Australia. It's uh, it's about 750 miles um, across. Uh, it's arid and dry, and uh, it's another place that has attracted many, many sightings. Uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina has uh, uh, has brought us reports of orange spheres, orange lights, orange fireballs, orange circles. Um, Sochi, Russia um, is is another hot spot. Um, And then there are others. I'm in Chile, in Colorado. Uh, uh, The Welsh triangle um, at St. Bride's Bay I'm in Wales uh, and, and, and the sightings there date to 1952 mm-hmm. and still continue um, it's a whole world of hot spots and isn't that intriguing why do you think the governments of the world are insisting that there are no UFOs well uh, it's a combination of things. On the one hand, it's a pedestrian and unimaginative mindset. Uh, if they can't see it, if they can't touch it or taste it, then it ain't real. Uh, on the other hand, uh, they have their agendas. I mean, governments are systems. And, and they are not our friends, but systems. And every system um, is only devoted to its own survival. And um, it has its secrets, and, and it has to protect those secrets. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if those secrets are all about extraterrestrials in terms of hard proof, or 
if the secrets are simply that the government doesn't trust us and doesn't want us to even think too much about other planets, other civilizations. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think governments have uh, particularly high opinions of their people, and they are also secretive by nature. And so you tell me what they're hiding and why. Well, I don't think they are hiding anything, because over the number of years since Roswell, there hasn't been that smoking gun, that all-conclusive proof, that hardcore evidence that anybody has brought forward to to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that UFOs are real, that people are being abducted by aliens, that the government is conspiring against the people. This is all hypothetical, based on a lot of hearsay and very little proof. Well, you were chatting a few minutes ago, though, Rob, about a particular case. Yes. I wasn't that had witnesses. Yeah. I wasn't. And I uh, mean, the involvement. Yes. But I wasn't uh, of a lot of professional people. Yes, I was talking. Uh, yes, and I didn't say that the case was proven. How is proven. that distinguished? I to- from- like if you'd give me a chance to answer. Sure. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Do you do a lot of radio? Hmm. Do you do a lot of radio interviews? I'd say a fair amount. Why? Was, you know, because usually people who do a lot of radio understand that the host has got to get some some questions in too. So, well, I understand that hosts enjoy aggressive guests, too, because well, that's good radio. Well, you see, <laughs> I can tell you don't do a lot of radio by just what you said there. Listen, I think we're just going to, um, we're just going to agree to disagree, because even in the, with the Travis Walton case, all it proved is that something happened. People saw things they couldn't understand. People, mm-hmm. you know, there was there was a lot of strange things that were witnessed by many people. He even passed yep. a polygraph test, and a polygraph test is only is only a, as effective as the person's belief in what they're saying. But when it comes yep. to Roswell, New Mexico, to me, that's you know, it's it's a no go because Jesse Marcel, the so-called base intelligence officer, and I don't think he had an ounce of brains in him went to the Brazel farm, got some evidence, put it in his Jeep, and instead of going back to the base, what does he do? He goes home and lets his wife and kid play with the evidence. Right then and there, that case is over. Right then and there, the chain of custody and evidence is over. It is gone. Yes, it's awful, put. isn't it? It is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and, when and I you, am not a proponent of Roswell. I'm simply explaining in the book what it is. Mm-hmm. Has, have you ever wanted to investigate one of these cases yourself? Have I wanted to? Yeah. No. Then why did you write no, about I, it? No. Then why did you write about it? If, if, the, if you don't have enough interest to go and want to dig into one of these cases, to get your, to get your teeth into it, to really see what's behind the smoke and mirrors, why did you write your book on it? No, I devoted 18 months of my life to this book, Rob. And as I said at the beginning of our chat, Mm -hmm. I am the kid who was fascinated with this stuff. And 
And that childlike wonder mm -hmm. has never left me. I am very curious. I am very open-minded. And I think that UFO FAQ is the ideal book for anyone who is curious about the breadth of the subject and who wants to know what it's about, pro and con, and in the middle. All right, and, li and listen, listen, we've run out of time. I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's, it's been a bit of a challenge. Let me see here. He's written a book on UFOs. He's never seen a UFO. He's never done any UFO research. The book is about 424 pages, and that's only in a 6 by 9 book, which means there's a lot of everything in there with no meat and potatoes. He writes about the Barney Hill case, but he doesn't include the Travis Walton case. Um, then what really ticked me off was his attitude about people who self-publish. Here you've got this hoity-doity author who wrote a book, 300,000 copies sold, used in universities. Big bloody deal. Doesn't mean very much to me. But when you've got people who have stories, and they take the time and the effort to write their stories, to edit their stories, to do everything, put it on Amazon and sell it, they're the real heroes here, not the flunkies who work for publishing houses. And that just grabbed me the wrong way. And then to say that he's never investigated a UFO, he's never seen a UFO, a lot of his information is based on experiences of others that you can easily get on the internet without paying $19 and, what is it, Craig, $19.99 US to buy a book that you can easily Google the information yourself on the internet. You know, I, I just found him to be a very self-righteous person who has not done a lot of radio. And you know what? I don't think he will. This may be his first and only book when it comes to UFOs. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break because you know what? There are people out there like Kevin Randall and others who write books, who do the investigations. Tom Carey, uh, uh, you know, and the rest of them who actually do the investigations, write the books, get the information out there, pour their hearts and soul into it, because they know what it's like to have the passion and the burning inside to write something that people will want to read. Not something that you'll publish because you're going to be the biggest purchaser of your own books. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Hey, X-Zone Nation, do I seem a little ticked off? I am royally ticked off at this guy. I think we're going to put him in the X-Zone order of woo-woos. And a few other places, but we won't go there right now. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone. I'll be back. Don't go away. <laughs> 